0: I simply adore to do is to work embroidery onto unusual surfaces or include quirky and whimsical elements within my work. And one of my favourites is to stitch onto paper by hand or by machine. It's a completely different medium from fabric, obviously, able to be molded, formed, cut, torn, burned, scrunched, painted, glued and embossed, finishing with that final flourish, standing proudly, embroidery. Some people go to the trouble of pricking their designs onto paper or cardstock with holes. I just like to work freely, hoping I don't make a mistake because there's no going back with paper. Coming in a close second, for me at least, is working with the seductiveness of metal. Adding that shimmer or gleam of old world chocolate box illusion with highly raised shiny and shimmering surfaces creating new dimensions using sheet metal, wires, meshes and coils. In this stitch safari adventure I thought it would be fascinating to look into the history if any of the use of embroidery onto paper and including the use of metal as well to look at the current trends and applications too. Whatever the result This is pure eye candy for the viewer, from glittering metallic meshes, gold and silver coins, to rusted recycled metals, from unique handmade papers to embroidery, directly onto vintage book pages. These two mediums both seduce and enhance an embroiderer's enthusiasm and desire to create stunning mixed-media artworks hang in there stitch safari followers this is an experience to understand how to innovate manipulate layer and deconstruct and simply be inspired to use our imaginative powers to design and develop embroidery even further But first, let's look into any history incorporating these two vastly different elements before we move forward. Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight, we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky, and the just plain fun world—that is the art of the needle. My name's Kathy Jack Copeland, and I'm the Stitch Safari expedition leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger, and stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. The idea of using either paper or metal in embroidery work is to add to the offering of infinite creative options available for the modern embroiderer. We know that metal thread used in textile decoration had a close attachment to the symbolic significance of gold, representing that magical power of the sun, but also displaying the wealth and status through its opulent applications. The use of gold was also a means of artistic expression in various societies via their jewellery, textiles, fashion and even architecture, incorporating gold's exquisite beauty and symbolism. This form of embellishment on textiles was revered not only for its beauty but also for its visual impact. You just have to view museum collections of surviving tapestries, garments and furnishings made by ancient embroiderers from Egypt, China and Europe. So it's no surprise that metal itself was used as soon as some innovative embroiderer worked out just how to do it. Coin embroidery has a long history in Iran, dating from the Safavid period 1501 to 1736, specific to the Sistan and Balakistan regions, although neighbouring countries created similar work due to their close proximity and commonality of borders. Based on museum collections, coin embroidery was used to adorn bed covers, cloths, wall hangings, wedding walls, hats and horse and camel adornments. Both gold and silver coins were stitched around the hats of wealthy women and men wore embroidered turbans decorated with golden coins and precious stones. Coins engraved with birds, fish and other design elements were believed to contain hidden spiritual meaning and, mixed with their shamanic beliefs, led to the popular and widespread use of coin embroidery. Jumping back to the 21st century, gold-coloured coins made specifically for embroidery and jewellery Uh, making can still be purchased. They have a small tag at the top with a hole a needle can fit through and dresses featuring coin embroidery can also be purchased online. This form of embroidery, though, does not use an embroidery stitch per se. To obtain its patterning, overlapping coins are stitched into rows to form the stunning and unique visual design just imagine that tinkling jingling noise those multiple multiple coins would have made as women walked moved and danced theatrical definitely yet visually stunning could this have been an early form of performance art i think so now stitching into paper or card is not a new idea As far back as 1820, perforated paper sheets became available for Victorian needleworkers and they fast became a trendy craze, reaching their peak in the 1870s. Even simple card-based stitching kits were sometimes produced for children, but by the 1900s, specially designed canvas and linen-based needlework kits became more readily available for the avid embroiderer. Perforated paper needlework used punched paper or cardboard with evenly spaced holes punched into it the paper was pliable and durable so long as it didn't get wet <laughs> some had a high rag content so felt quite fabric like these papers could be purchased in different size counts as in the modern day canvas work and cross stitch fabric and were used for cross stitch and needle point just like fabric Motto designs consisting of biblical sayings, greetings and popular song titles were the most popular designs, worked on pre-printed punched paper specifically for that purpose. Printing on paper developed in the 1870s, making embroidery more appealing as stitches didn't have to count from a chart to facilitate the design and the kits could be easily purchased through magazines and stores. While popular, these were considered the poor stitches pastime as it was easy, fun to do and not overly expensive. How dare embroidery be easy, fun and inexpensive? Many of the stitches may have been children or invalids as even then embroidery was considered good therapy for the body and soul and surprisingly perforated paper kits may still be purchased today offering new adaptions from those original old world motto designs in the 1990s designers were beginning to utilize card embroidery with thread and wool manufacturer madeira producing some of the first modern commercial embroidery on paper kits Computer drawing programs have even been used to create patterns, providing a downloadable selection for the tech-savvy embroiderer. Plus, there are numerous embroidery on paper videos on YouTube. Well-known embroiderer Mary Corbet has on her Needle and Thread website a blog about embroidering uh, your own Christmas cards. And there are a number of books published on paper embroidery, such as Basics of Embroidery on Paper, written by Erica Fortunes, published in two thousand and one, and another by the same author, One Hundred and One Ideas for Paper, uh, sorry, for Embroidery on Paper, published in two thousand and six. Yoki Devet published Easy Embroidery on Paper in two thousand and seven, and Annie. Haysica's, I apologize for my pronunciation, book Embroidery on Paper for Card Makers was published in 2011. American embroidery artist Jessica Kelly embroiders directly onto vintage book pages, adding a tactile layer to those yellowed and ageing papers and by using a muted colour palette, similar to the pages themselves, gives the work a delicate and exquisite ethereal quality. The embroidery becomes an embossed-like feature, hovering proudly above the text of those once loved and pored over tomes, now being given new life as well as pushing the bounds of traditional embroidery. I've seen other embroidery worked onto old dictionary pages and old maps, some overprint images over the text, then back the pages onto muslin, obviously strengthening the paper prior to stitching. South African artist Nicholas Holobo uses embroidery and weaving, traditional undertakings of women on masculine materials such as paper to create a conversation exploring complex social issues of gender, race and ethnicity using stitching techniques and 3D paper to create intricate tactile artworks. Bianca Severins believes the manual labour-intensive handcrafted execution of working with shredded and torn paper is essential to her work, closely equating it with the labour of hand embroidery. Then there's the versatility of stitching onto paper to create compositions combining the textures of a number of different printed images that when combined with stitch and thread form a visual storyline or narrative. The options are truly endless when you think about it. There are numerous other embroidery artists who stitch directly onto paper including Astrid Polman, Jason Kriegler's amazing work, Lisa Koken, Jean uh, Rill Alberto and Sonia Anaceto's delicately stitched and painted papers to name just a few. Now if you're after further inspiration about stitching onto paper just head on over to Pinterest and type in paper embroidery into the search bar. You won't believe how many images come up proving just how popular this form of embroidery is. Embroidery artists who work with metal are a little harder to find but I know they're out there In 2002, well-known English embroidery artists Valerie Campbell-Harding and Maggie Gray published a beautiful book entitled Celtic Inspirations for Machine Embroiderers that focuses on the innovative methods of using distressed fabrics, vanishing muslin and water-soluble paper. But wait for it! Along with the contemporary use of metals and wires that add a richness to the stitched fabric. How perfectly that use of metal shim, coiled wires, golden threads and even gold-coloured wax works with the theme of ancient Celtic designs. Just think of medieval illuminated manuscripts, distressed and deconstructed, yet retaining The essence of that rich imagery. Another book published in 2004 by Maggie Gray and uh, Jane Wilde entitled Paper, Metal and Stitch takes a more contemporary slant on using paper and metal with embroidery, stating that There's an increasing number of mixed media artists who obtain wonderful results using paper and metal in their work, along with other media, even working with recycled metals. Metallic media works so well with embroidery through the use of thin sheets of metal called metal shim, available in copper and brass, along with aluminium sheets in a variety of colourways. The metal sheets can also be coloured using a simple candle flame to obtain some wonderfully rich coloured effects from deep rosy pinks to gorgeous blues and greens. But vinegar also provides some interesting results. Even glass paints or nail polish can be used. These soft sheets can be embossed, stitched into by machine or by hand Decorated with beads, crinkled, using a paper crinkler or cut into shapes to suit design purposes. Wire spirals are another way to complement embroidery in mixed media artworks using a fairly thin wire that can be worked by hand, adding visual texture that's quite unique. Beads can be added during the bending process to add even more visual interest and texture. I like to use a pair of strong tweezers to hold the beginning of a spiral while coiling the wire around and around to create a fairly flat, coin-shaped coil. But spiralled coils can also be made by wrapping the uh, wire around a pencil to form a serpentine 3D shape easily combined with embroidery stitches and beading. And let's not forget the wonderful selection of papers now available to mixed media artists, including Japanese lace paper, wrapping papers, locked paper, tissue paper, paper, doilies, kitchen paper, wallpaper and unique machine and handmade textured papers. These natural plant fibre papers are freely available and fairly inexpensive, although Uh, Some of the handmade varieties can be quite pricey, yet paper offers itself as a versatile medium full of creative potential. It can be moulded into unique shapes and forms, can be cut, torn, burnt, scrunched, layered, creased, pierced, painted and etched. Paper assumes a vast array of surface qualities and can give the appearance of both strength and fragility in and artwork. It's also the perfect medium for adding color using paint. Some of my favorite work uses a variety of white or off-white papers stitched into with white or off-white threads, worked by hand or machine and then over painted giving a very expressive and gestural feeling to the work. Whether working large or small, paper can be used to enhance and embellish embroidery, opening up a unique and exciting world of experimentation and innovation. So if you're into mixed media or you'd like to take your work in a slightly different direction in 2023, research paper and metal embroidery. It may just ring some bells for you. But for me, it's all about the colour and texture. I just want that invitation to look closer at a work, to see just how the artist has articulated a theme and paper and metal become the perfect vehicles. Why not combine paper and metal thread embroidery to create your own unique, unique bricolage construction of diverse elements? the possibilities are endless. As always, thank you so much for your time. I love having you here and it's truly appreciated. Tell your friends to tune in and subscribe and let's make 2023 the best year ever. Stitch Safari has now reached over 11,000 downloads and that's all thanks to you. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Warp magazine, listed as one of the top shows about embroidery by Repod in 2022 and recorded in the top five textile industry podcasts you must follow in 2023 by Feedspot. And I'm extremely grateful. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast. There's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time, as well as book reviews and a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next exciting episode of Stitch Safari and our next inspiring adventure into Stitch embroidery and design. Bye for now.